Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freaking Our Weekend Review on WAYOLP Freaking Rochester, also on Apple Freaking Podcast, Freaking Spotify, and Freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the Mozman Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Zandy the Zamman Vargas, and then bringing up the rear, we have Doug the Slug Jordan. Cheese Louise, Weegers and Tweegers, Thrill Seekers, and the freaking panels, start your freaking engines. This is our week in freaking review. <laughs> Weegers, Tweegers, Thrill Freaking Seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. And I find myself. In a very peculiar position, unable to move. I cannot budge a shoulder left, I cannot budge a shoulder right, nor an arm right or left, or a leg left or right. I am completely tied down and elevated straight up. All around me, there is makings of some sort of fire and yet the flames have not formed well I look down from my lofty perts and I notice that this wood at the ground in the shape of a teepee fire is just below my feet and then I look forward and I see a torch ablaze ready to be tossed at my feet to set me ablaze. Well, I start jiggling left and jiggling right, pulling every which way, trying to get free, and yet I cannot move. And from the corner of my eye, I notice Doug Jordan on his knees at the mercy of a great throng. And Doug Jordan whimpers like a baby, blubbers like a banshee, pointing his fingers every which way, pointing him at me selling us out and he is wearing a necklace with some very unusual ethnic symbols and shells he is screaming in this obnoxious accent I had not heard before he is of no help to me weakers and tweakers and then I look to my right from the corner of my eye and there's Sandy Farkas flat on the floor, being interrogated. But he will not participate in the name-calling, in the selling out of yours truly. And instead, he asks for more weight. Another stone is put upon his chest. And I fear the next stone will be his last. Just then, a beam of light from the heavens opens up ready to suck me up take me home but I will not leave Sandy Vargas and the crushing weight just as that torch touches down upon thine fire I wake up (sighs) thought I'd get that off my chest top of the hour Uh, so you, don't. 
No, go. You go ahead. No, don't bring in an army. Uh, yeah, I, I no, don't. Please. So I'm sorry. Please, um, be quiet. Um, yeah, go ahead. You know, I actually don't know what to say about this. Um, yeah, this is another freaking visage um, that has come to you in your freaking sleep. Um, there is a great fire, and I assume you were the freaking the culprit. Um, and um, and and those investigating are trying to freaking beat information out of me. Um, they're trying to I, squash it out of you, like with I'm, stones. Now you're freaking interrupting me. I feel like yeah. I feel like I'm being freaking squashed right freaking down. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. They had fingered me for a witch, Doug Jordan. You specifically. Wait a minute. I freaking missed the part where you got freaking fingered. When did it, did you say that at the beginning, or? Well, it was implied. I guess maybe I should have made mention. Yes, I got fingered. By Doug Jordan. Jeez. Uh, you know, were you a witch or were you an alien? Because I think you talked about getting sucked up by a beam of light or and you didn't want to go into it or something. I was a witch. This is from my grade school memory of this play, The Crucible. And I believe, Doug Jordan, you were playing Tichaba. And Sandy Vargas was playing the great Giles Corey. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the freaking allusions, uh, the, the very freaking obvious freaking allusions to the freaking crucible were not freaking wasted on me, uh, though I expect they were wasted on freaking Doug Jordan, uh, the illiterate, um, um, man that he freaking, uh, be, but, um, yeah, yeah, the, the beam of light, um, then the section, um, don't interrupt me by the way, uh, the freaking section up from the earth, um, towards the freaking great freaking spaceship, um, I do not remember in the freaking book. Yeah, well... Nor, that, do, nor do I remember the great freaking Empress freaking Tidger, but um, that seems to be maybe from a freaking Star Wars movie. Or, well, Tituba could have been in Star Wars for all I... for the way that she was so blessedly described, Doug Jordan, and I thought you were a fitting castmate to be thrust into that role. Tituba the coward. So, Tituba the milksop. But I'm also an empress. Well, you have some sort of voodooistic inhibitions into wizens, I should say. I mean, that's that's just what I freaking gleamed from the freaking tale. Um, and a freaking tall tale it was. Um, and I and I did find myself um, uh, uh, sort of looted, losing focus there uh, a few freaking times because it was quite a long freaking tale, and and, and at points. Um, my my freaking attention did freaking wane. Uh, and apologies, um, but you know you tell so many of these damn stories. I yeah. Sometimes yeah. I just I just sort of train myself to just sort of tune them out a little bit. Well, I thought you'd listen to this one because my brain made you Giles Corey, and God bless you for that, and God bless him. Giles Corey is the best character in the play. Um, I'm 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 mainly freaking focused when you freaking describe the freaking the bosoms of freaking Empress freaking Tijaba um uh, bouncing as they are freaking bountiful. Um that's when you had my freaking attention. That's when I was freaking uh really um just focusing in. Yeah. Well, geez Louise, don't want to bog weakers and tweakers down, just thought you should know. Now wait a minute. Good lord, I I see here a notification. From the great Choice Wayland. Now, for Weegers and Tweegers who may not know Choice Wayland is a bloggist and a great reviewer of food. A critique. He is. And he has made another critique 
on freaking the Ortego grill. No. How could he even made another critique when I turned all the lights off? Well, Jesus, we down because I went and talked to him. He said he was going to either write a freaking review of me or he was going to write it of the freaking Ortego again. Looks like from the headline it says Ortego Grill on it. Doug Jordan, I believe a first should be had here. You should read the words of choice. I don't want to read it. He gave me a bad bad review the last time. It's probably the same thing this time. I mean that that may be the that is likely the freaking case, but I I I, I think we have a freaking huge freaking opportunity here to um to cover some freaking live breaking freaking news, and maybe you should you know put your freaking grievances aside. And, yeah, and you also have the opportunity to respond and to make this a two way door, not a one way. The communication goes both ways. You can respond to choice. And this is one, and this is the freaking problem with uh, with this freaking society and 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 the freaking times that we're living in. Uh, people aren't freaking having conversations anymore. Yeah. Uh, and we have a freaking great freaking opportunity. Please don't interrupt me. Please freaking stop interrupting me. I believe I've been interrupted seven or eight times already. Yeah. We have a freaking huge opportunity to have a freaking conversation live right now, and I think this will be a freaking squandered opportunity uh, if you were not to freaking jump at this. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, but the last one was, a, you know, well, maybe, kind of a train wreck. Jesus, Doug, maybe this, the opportunity to not be the Titsuba, to not point the fingers where blame is not due, to find the real perpetrator in this situation, whether it be yourself or Joyce or Choice Wayland or perhaps even Sandy Fargus himself or your wife or your son, I don't know but perhaps the opportunity to find and point blame where blame should be given is here upon thee now. Yeah, that was beautifully put. Um, I couldn't have said that any better myself. Also, I just want to freaking add, uh, no press is freaking bad press. That's um, a good point. Except for that first review, which was pretty freaking scary. That was a bad one, um, yeah. Yeah, but who knows? Well, let's just, will you just read the damn thing, please? Yeah, fine. I won't be a tichaba. I'll read the thing. Did you send it to me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just clicked it. Hold on, it's loading. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Choice words. That's the name of the that's the name of the blog. Um January 13, 2023. When I returned to the Ortego Grill this past week, the circumstances were far from usual. First off, my readers know that once I've reviewed an establishment, I tend not to come back unless an update in the menu or creative change calls for a reevaluation. This was not the case, which is why I didn't want him there in the first place. Uh, but, you know, you invited him back for whatever reason of going on. Doug, stick to uh, the copy. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when I initially reviewed the Ortego Grill, I had some choice words for the executive chef and minority owner Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, my name is Mike Jordan, and I, you know, I own half of the restaurant. I'm not a minority. Forty-nine percent, Doug Jordan. Also, I could have sworn your name was freaking Doug Jordan. Um, I don't know. Maybe they didn't get the freaking memo that we freaking changed that a while back. Yeah. yeah my real name is Mike. Mike we, Doug why Jordan. are you? Why did you stop reading? Okay. Uh, going on uh, my review of his food my, this is talking about the previous article uh, my review of his food a sloppy muddling of Tex-Mex southern barbecue and for some reason Thanksgiving dinner uh, yep 
was scathing enough to land uh, the Ortego Grill in contention for the top spot on my yearly worst choice list. Yep, we know about that. Uh, but what I encountered when I returned this past week at the behest of Mr. Jordan's dishwasher touched me in a way that I had not been touched before. Freaking know what that freaking means. The hell is he talking about? I didn't touch Did him. You? I wanted to touch him just a little. He had such soft features and wonderful clothing. And he drove that beautiful Lamborghini. But did you touch him? Or? No, I don't recall. I might have. I don't know why we have. What is what is continue with the freaking thing? OK, uh, Taylor Lofton, uh, who introduced himself only as the Moss Man when he called, uh, sounded desperate on the phone. I am begging you to come back and give Ortego Jordan another shot. Mr. Lofton said clumsily. So I guess you said that clumsily when you were talking to him. Uh, there is something you do not know about this restaurant. Uh, maybe it was the childlike desperation in Mr. Lofton's voice that piqued my interest, or maybe it was the photo he sent me of him smiling next to a sleeping Mr. Jordan in bed, but I just had to know what was going on. You So you're still doing the taking pictures of you next to everybody while they're asleep thing? Well, it was a selfie photo. I just took it of myself. You just happened to be in the photo. A selfie is of yourself. So you were more like the landscape in that one, so. Okay. Um, So the next day, I climbed into my balloon white Lamborghini and set off to return for a late lunch at the Ortego Grill. Just as I was parking, I noticed the darkly wicked face of Mr. Jordan as he rushed to the front door. He shuddered and locked the entrance, and with a flick of a switch, the restaurant's dated facade went dark. I could hear Mr. Jordan telling the patrons that the restaurant would be suddenly closed for the remainder of lunch. Then a shrieking came from within, and I heard a voice say, he's going to burn the place to the ground. Get out while you still can. A number of expletives followed. That's yeah, about yeah. me. Yeah, that sounds like Sandy when he freaked I out. I did that. Yeah. Why did and, you and freak I've out? Apologized. I I thought he finally freaking snapped. Um, I know that it's freaking coming. I don't know when. And when I saw that happen, I said, geez, this is the freaking moment. He's going to burn the whole place to the ground with everyone in it? Murder-suicide? That's what I freaking thought. Well, I didn't want to burn it to the ground, but, you know, I didn't want to come in. I already apologized for my my freaking part in this uh, freaking last week, so if we can freaking continue on. This is is freaking beautifully freaking written. Okay, so the next part is... He said, I stood there uh, taking it all in. I was shocked. Then suddenly from around the back hobbled the man who had summoned me. Mr. Lofton, I said to the man approaching, Mr. Lofton's unmistakable gait only accentuated his surprising figure. He was wearing hideously stained work coveralls and a large padded helmet atop his head. The helmet was covered in some sort of greenery. Maybe that's why he calls himself the Moss Man, I thought. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Wayland, he said while holding out a wet and soiled hand. I apologize. It seems the restaurant has temporarily closed for the day. Mr. Lofton explained that he felt guilty that Mr. Jordan, who he refers to as Doug, had closed the eatery, and he wanted to make it up to me. After insisting on sitting with me a while, I asked that Mr. Lofton fetch some clean dish rags to sit on before entering my Lamborghini. Doug's real nervous about his restaurant. That's why he closed early today. He carries the weight of the world, Mr. Lofton said with an odd grin. Mr. Lofton explained that Doug had become partial owner as a coping mechanism for dealing with his disturbed son. He said that the menu reflects the temperament of a man on the edge of a complete breakdown. 
Well, you know, I didn't own start the. I didn't. Keep, you gotta a, keep freaking reading. This is okay. His kid has a real problem. Doctors haven't been able to identify it yet, but I'm pretty sure it is psychological. I would know, Mr. Lofton said, pointing to his head. I've had my fair share of issues. My son doesn't have any psychological problems. Uh, Jay, I just want to point that out. Substance abuse. I would know, Doug. I can tell one when I see it. Okay, I'll just keep going. Uh, Mr. Lofton explained that he had spent several years in a psychiatric hospital after he was arrested for freeing animals from a local shelter. He said during his stay, he also suffered a severe brain injury after falling from a ladder while trying to pick apples. Strangest thing was, I don't even like apples, he told me. According to Mr. Lofton, the Ortego Grill has become a place of refuge for the mentally disabled since Mr. Jordan took over management. When Doug took over, he gave me a job washing dishes. He was the only person that would hire me, Mr. Lofton said. The last job I had was groundskeeping, but I got fired for mowing my boss's toes off. He died from injuries a week later. Mr. Lofton said he isn't the only mentally disabled person working at the restaurant. According to Mr. Lofton, Sandy Farkas is both mentally and physically disadvantaged. Mr. Jordan employs him as the house DJ. Um, I never I'm, said uh, that. I, I'm... That's freaking false on both freaking counts. Um, yes. Unless you're unless the freaking freaking physical disadvantage you're talking about is a giant freaking phallus that I have dragging between my freaking legs at all times. Sometimes I, that does freaking weigh me down a little bit. I did mention that a bit, a bit. Oh, thank you for the blessing. It's I like to freaking thank God for that freaking blessing as well. Yeah, oh, thank you for the blessing. Continuing on, uh, Doug loaned Sandy ten thousand dollars to start his DJ business. They're very close because Sandy lives in Doug's garage, Mr. Lofton said. Sandy has had his ups and downs, too. I'm real proud of him. A couple years ago, he was trying to build a bird out of wood. Now he's a successful DJ. I don't I really think you should be going putting my freaking business uh, on freaking blast this way either. Um, I don't think I really need anybody knowing I live in a freaking well, garage. I meant it as a compliment. Doesn't it just I just not really it's not particularly read in that way. Hmm. Sounds I do. I do appreciate the successful DJ part. That's um, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks. Okay, continuing on. Uh, when I inquired about how Mr. Jordan came in contact with Mr. Lofton and Mr. Farkas, Mr. Lofton said he sought them out. To be honest, Doug found us. I'm not sure if he just picked up the phone and started dialing numbers, or if he did an advanced Google search. But he called us. Lofton said, "I'm glad he did because knowing Doug has come in handy. That's for sure." When I dropped Mr. Lofton off at the restaurant, the lights were still off and doors were still shuttered. Mr. Lofton thanked me and gave me some sort of blessing before exiting the car. I watched this individual trudge to the back of the building. As he lumbered towards the staff entrance of the building's rear, I couldn't help feeling relieved to know that he had some place to go, a place that accepted him for who he is, a place he can call home. So, dear readers, perhaps I was wrong about the Ortego Grill. For people like Sandy Farkas, Taylor Lofton, and Doug Jordan, Perhaps this is the best choice written by Choice Whalen. It doesn't really have anything to do with the food. Jesus. Well, they, they mentioned the food at Ramp at the freaking beginning. They said it was terrible. Yeah, Tex Mex Southern Barbecue and Thanksgiving dinner. Muddled. Sloppy muddling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, Choice can spin a good yarn. I know that for sure. I. I was quite taken with the man. I, 
I feel a little bit bad about how he represented, and I feel a bit used because I kind of just felt like we were going for a ride driving around in a Lamborghini, but at the same time, some of the things he said was really poignant and beautiful, and God bless him for that as well. So, Doug, your comments. You know, I I don't really know how I feel you know, because the food wasn't really, you know, talked about again. He didn't taste the food again, but he just kind of painted it as a place that uh, disadvantaged people should go to. Maybe there's a market for that. I don't know. Yeah, just I wouldn't, you know, that's I mean, not what I... In the past, I feel like people like that maybe congregated at Chuck E. Cheese or not really sure, but it would be nice that a little bit more of an upscale, full bar type situation would be able to accommodate those certain individuals yeah um with a little bit of a freaking soup kitchen element to it as well and i mean there's no mention of you know larry brown who's the business partner and yeah i mean we don't mention him often because he just sort of hangs out at the bar and gets drunk with sandy well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say it's a shame that, because I remember when Regan Taylor, you freaking returned, um, and me and Regan Larry and Ezekiel, um, and you freaking joined in, or you're freaking drinking at the freaking bar um, with all the freaking lights off at one point. That was pretty, um, that was a freaking blast. I think if Choice had freaking walked in and Regan had a freaking mudslide on for himself, uh, he would have he would have quite enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I wish Choice had hung out for a little while longer, but... Well, geez louise down on my knees. There goes the review of the week. Now, freaking Sandy the Sandman Fargus, without further freaking ado, how you doing? How you been? How horny are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Um, geez louise, a lot of freaking, you said, uh, quite a freaking mouthful. Um, freaking blessed. Um, I'm freaking blessed, and thank you for that freaking blessing. Um, and a blessing unto uh, the both of you and, um, to freaking Joyce Wayland, uh, and his, um, beautifully freaking uh, written prose. Um, though the freaking, uh, some of the details were quite freaking skewed. Um, and, and I shame him for that. Um, I'm also very freaking freaking Dickens, and I'm quite freaking drunk as well. And how was your week? Uh, geez louise. Uh, I guess if I were to freaking choose a word to describe my freaking week, um, I would use the word freaking tumultuous at freaking best. Uh, basically, I have been, I mentioned this freaking briefly freaking last week. Uh, I have been in the throes of, uh, of obtaining a freaking new set of freaking wheels. Um, a freaking hot rod being sold on freaking Facebook Marketplace by a man, uh, that goes by the name of freaking Murph. Um, I freaking signed on the dotted line. I, uh, I got the freaking transfer of freaking ownership. I got the freaking thing in the, on the freaking driveway of freaking Doug's freaking house. And, um, I gotta tell you, turns out the thing is a freaking, the, the thing's a freaking lemon. It's uh, it's a, it's going to take a, quite a bit of freaking work. So it doesn't run and you can't get it running. Uh, well, here's the freaking thing. I, I could freaking get it running, but, um, uh, I'm not sure that I have the freaking tools or the freaking knowledge to, to get it freaking running. And, and the issue that I freaking come into contact with is I was sort of under the impression that, um, well, Murph and I would sort of be tackling some of these tasks, uh, together. Um, that was sort of my idea as an attempt to sort of offset some of the cost on freaking my end. I figured, well, why don't we freaking fix this thing up together? You knock a couple of freaking thousand freaking bucks off this freaking thing and we'll call it a freaking deal but boy oh boy i have gotten to the point where it is freaking difficult to even get the man on the phone um 
he is not freaking not freaking returning my freaking phone calls, and and I'm and I'm and I'm leaving him freaking voicemails uh, every single freaking day. Really, been going Murphy. You know, I, I thought we had a freaking deal. I thought we were gonna freaking uh, tackle some of these freaking tasks uh, together in freaking unison. Um, I, maybe you would teach me a little bit about freaking hot rods. Maybe I would teach you a little bit about freaking life, and then maybe we'd freaking knock a couple of freaking thou off this freaking thing. Uh, and and I'm just not getting I'm not getting freaking responses. So, at this point, sitting in Doug's driveway is a large automobile yeah. with flames on the side. Absolutely. That doesn't run. Doesn't freaking, can't get it to freaking move. Uh, can't get the thing to even freaking turn over. I mean, the thing is a freaking lemon, uh, if, I'm, you, if I'm being freaking honest with you. Are you sure that all the pieces of the engine are inside of it? I'm not. I freaking don't know. I can't be freaking sure. When yeah. I freaking pop up, excuse me. Yes. I'm just. I'm pretty sure that they're not. They're. They're. It's missing a lot of pieces of the engine. Yeah. Um. And that's. And that's one of the freaking things. Because I pop open that freaking hood and I look down at there. I go, Jesus, Louise. I don't even know if all these freaking pieces are where they freaking should be, or if I'm freaking missing pieces entirely. And and it's re- what's really freaking freaking bothering me is that I was under the impression that freaking Murph and I were gonna freaking tackle this freaking thing together. You know, he sold me the damn thing. I figured this was gonna sort of become like a a freaking project between the two of us and you know maybe he'd freaking knock a couple of freaking bucks off the freaking price and um Jesus well, that is not I, really yes what I mean you know we talked about this before and I just am still not understanding if you thought he was going to knock a couple thousand bucks off the price why did you pay him the full price at first well, so okay, here's here here was here was my freaking perceived uh, freaking trajectory uh, of, of how this was gonna freaking fall uh, uh, play out. I freaking I freaking fork over um, ser- pretty serious freaking amount of freaking cash. Uh, this thing was not freaking cheap, uh, and I and I was under the impression that the two of us um, were gonna freaking work on this freaking thing together, get it freaking fixed up, freaking tipped up, freaking shake, get this freaking baby freaking run. And then after the freaking experience of working on this together, um, mostly him freaking doing the work, showing me the freaking robes and whatnot. Uh, at the end of the freaking, uh, at the end of the whole freaking ordeal, uh, well, he would freaking knock a couple of freaking bucks off. So you had thought that if you paid him the full sum of the money, the, the and you worked on this, the freaking hot rod, yes, and you worked on this together, that he would give you back some of the money that you gave him originally. So he does extra work and then he pays you for her. And then he gives me some of the money. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Because maybe some sort of, am I reading this right? Some sort of relationship would develop? Father-son relationship between you and Murph? That, and if you let me freaking speak, I say absolutely not. That's the la- That was the last freaking thing. I, what are you, where are you freaking getting that? That was the last freaking thing on my mind. I, don't, I, the, I just figured that if he, he, look, he sold me the damn freaking thing, you know, and and he knew what freaking condition it was in, so I figured he would freaking come and he would freaking do a lot of the work, show me some, I would learn a few things, I would freaking study under his freaking tutelage, uh, who knows, maybe we'd go all freaking for a drink or two, um, and then at the end of it, he'd say, you know, here's a couple of freaking, here's a couple of freaking bucks, on. here's a couple of your freaking shackles back, um, yeah, but I'll throw a few, uh, maybe I'll throw a few extra freaking shackles your way, because um, you did a good, because I'm proud of you, I don't know. Now, is it possible to take the pieces of the engine that you need from Doug's truck and put them into your freaking hot rod, and maybe that's a way to f- work around all this? 
I've definitely freaking thought about it. Um, yeah, and I definitely we're not would, doing that. I would definitely need to do a sort of a trial and error type of freaking uh, situation because I would, I, if I freaking crack, look, I don't freaking know. Damn, I, if I crack open freaking Doug's truck, I'd have to, I'd go, well, let's try this freaking piece. And I would, and I was go, no, this one doesn't freaking work. This doesn't even freaking fit. I go, well, let's move on to the next freaking piece. I freaking get that piece out of there. Uh, freaking unbolt that um, and try and freaking find a spot to stick that in the freaking rod. Um, see if that freaking gets the freaking the thing freaking burn, uh, and it would just be sort of. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely something that I'm freaking considering. I'll, I will freaking say that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not considering that at all, and I uh, would urge you not to do that, please, for the love of God, don't touch my freaking truck. Well, see, my only other option at this point would be that I I'm. I'd have to freaking try and pick up a lot more freaking DJ gigs uh, to get some freaking money rolling in because um, I haven't been freaking working since I've been freaking canceled and um, getting freaking work has freaking been very freaking difficult and 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 I'm so darn to wonder if this freaking hot rod was such a good freaking investment. Yeah. Well, geez yeah. Louise, down on my knees. At least you have something to show for your investment, which is very big and difficult to not see because it's so big and it just stays in one place because if it drove you might miss it and now you see it every time you pass by the doug jordan freaking residence sitting out there in the driveway so i appreciate you freaking saying that and i really needed to freaking hear that thank you yeah so well geez louise down on my knees real quick uh freaking tadia freaking michael freaking risher also known as tadia freaking risher is out Jeez, Louise down on my knees. He is tending to his ailing father, especially after the last accident. Weakers and tweakers know that Tadia, because of a conflict with his mother, who is returning from freaking Texas to claim ownership of the father and get the freaking state aid, financial state aid, to take care of the father, who is a vegetable. Tadia Risher has been booby-trapping his house. And doing it in a very Home Alone fashion. Every day he adds a piece. He got a BB gun recently. He sent me a picture. And geez, Louise, down to my knees. Uh, apparently some sort of mishap with one of the booby traps. Freaking Teddy has set up a blowtorch to the top of one of the doors. Strung down, pointing downwards so that when you open the door, it depresses the freaking trigger and igniting the freaking blowtorch and burning the top of the person's head who enters the door. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees, it was Tadia who was coming through the door, pushing his ailing father through the door in a wheelchair and accidentally ignited the cranium of his vegetable father, who now requires even more attention. So we send out a blessing to him and his old man and to... Booby trap in the house. God bless him. I I feel like I should be by his side, although I don't dare step foot into that house for fear of my own well-being and health. Yeah, you, could, you should probably stay away from the house. Yeah. Well, we have a great freaking show for you, Weakers and Tweakers. Today, obviously, when we're recording this, is Martin Luther King's Day Off, so we have a very freaking special episode, a holiday episode it will be. Now, Jesus... Martin, what do you call it? Martin Luther King's day off. You think it's just Martin Luther King Jr. Day? I think it's not. Well, the day thinking, off. I think you're conflating the two with with uh, Ferris Bueller's day off and Martin Luther King Jr. Day. 
you're under the impression that the the name of the day is Martin Luther King's Day Off. Yeah. Like it, like it's a holiday celebrating the the time that he had a freaking day off and went on a series of wild adventures. Got to go to the baseball game. He was the Sausage King. Yeah, yeah, you are confusing the two. You're confusing Martin Luther King Day with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I don't, I don't know how anyone could do. One is a freaking movie, and one is a freaking day. Hmm. I never thought of it that way. I can tell. Yeah, one is yeah. A, a fictional character, and one is a, a real person. Yeah. That actually lived. For Uyghurs and Tweakers, God bless the man and his day off, and God bless America and the day off that we had on Monday. Weegers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We've got a great freaking show for all of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Might get put on blast. You also might get a freaking prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Italian mob boss known as the, quote, boss of bosses was arrested after evading capture for 30 years according to UPI. Mafia chieftain Matteo Messina Denaro was arrested in Italy after three decades on the run. According to Pasquale Angela Santo, he, uh, he had of the Cabernari Police Special Operations Group, the 60-year-old was taken into custody without incident at a healthcare clinic in Palermo, Sicily, where he was to undergo clinical therapy. Sources reported that Denaro had been undergoing treatment at the L at the La Mandalina private clinic for a tumor last year. Other patients at the clinic applauded the mafia boss as he was led away in handcuffs and transferred to the San Lorenzo Carabinieri barracks in Palermo. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, they got another one. Another one has fallen, and I wonder who the Titsuba was in this scenario. And there have been some great mob bosses, great mafia bosses throughout history. I wonder if we could kind of go through a roundtable panel discussion. If you were a mafia boss, what kind of boss would you be? Sandy Vargas, please. Um, I feel like there is only one freaking acceptable freaking answer for this freaking question. I would be the freaking fatty, uh, fattest, freaking sweatiest uh, mafioso freaking boss. Um, slurping up freaking spaghetti uh, left and freaking right, having freaking my enemies freaking whacked, and having some of my freaking friends whacked as well because I am freaking ruthless. And if you freaking cross me, you will, uh, well, you'll be freaking sleeping with a freaking pigeon. That's a good point. And Doug Jordan? You know, oddly enough, I was about to say the same thing. I just would always probably want a plate of spaghetti and a couple meatballs in front of me at all times. Yeah, and I regret freaking not mentioning the freaking meatballs. Uh, don't for one second think that I'm going to be freaking eating a big old freaking plate of spaghetti even without a few big fat freaking meatballs plopped right on top. And crusted garlic bread as well. Parmesano yeah. sprinkled on top as well. Yeah, well, God bless him. He's going to be have plenty of time to eat all that sitting behind bars, and we feel bad poorly for the old man. Now, I was thinking to myself, if Sandy Vargas were a mobster, I'd see him across between Sonny Corleone and Joe Pesci from freaking Goodfellas. A little emphasis on more on the Joe Pesci, but with the same sort of temper as freaking Sonny Corleone and absolutely freaking hilarious like freaking Joe Pesci. Yeah, I don't know why you had to freaking make that freaking distinction. I think it's because Joe Pesci is freaking smaller, um, which I don't think wasn't even necessary. Um, though I do, I do freaking see the... 
I do see the correlation. I, yeah. I do see the freaking correlation. Yeah. Uh, and, I believe, Taylor, if you were a freaking mob boss, you would be... Uh, I see you sort of as a... Well, sort of a like cross between freaking Marlon Brando from The Godfather and the scenes where he's very, very old and very slow and um, hard to freaking decipher what he's freaking saying because he talks like he has two meatballs made of freaking in his mouth. Um, and another character from a freaking uh, mob story, big, a big blubbering freaking goon who freaking gets killed, freaking uh, jelly from freaking analyze that. Um, I think if you could combine those two freaking characters, um, that would be the kind of freaking mafia episode boss that you'd freaking be. I'd want a little bit of freaking Brando from Island of Dr. Moreau in there too. Just, to be for good measure. Um, not a freaking mafia freaking character, but, uh, yeah, I think the, I think the freaking moo-moos, um, that he freaking wears in that freaking movie, uh, certainly, uh, remind me of you as well, especially during that period of time where you were wearing freaking moo-moos, uh, pretty regularly. Yeah. When I was living with my ex-girlfriend, Grizzy. Now, Doug Jordan, I would see you maybe not as the sweaty hunched over eating his bowl of pasta freaking mafia boss but maybe more as a freaking fredo an alfredo from the movie freaking godfather as well and that's because fredo meets an interesting demise and sandy the fark man fargus can tell you all about it uh, yeah, basically, um, Alfredo in the freaking, uh, Godfather, uh, part two, uh, is a, uh, sniveling little freaking weasel, uh, dastardly little freaking weasel, uh, who gets freaking absolutely freaking bludgeoned to pieces, uh, on a teeny tiny little boat. Yeah. Cause he's been a freaking bad, he's been a, he's been a bad, he's been a very freaking bad boy. He's been the tits above the freaking whole movie. Yeah. And how do you freaking feel about that freaking Doug Jordan? I've ne- well, okay. I've never seen The Godfather or any of them. Um, I, I you know I don't really like that you're comparing me to a Tichaba again for the second or third time this this show. Uh, um, um, I need to. You've never seen uh, you've never seen freaking Godfather Part Freaking Two, but you've seen Part Freaking One. No, I've never seen any of them. You you mean you've never freaking seen Godfather Freaking Part Three? Yeah, I've never seen part three, part one, or part two. Well, the spinoff, Scarface? No, I've freaking, seen Scarface. The freaking prequel, freaking uh, Goofayas. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, what? Goofayas. It's like I, the line of the movie, they say, you know, that's what they used to freaking call us. They used to call us Goofayas. So the saying? last name of the... Why are you freaking interrupting? It's the freaking last name of the freaking mafioso boss in the freaking movie is Goofea. Yeah, Jimmy Goofea. You didn't know that? Not everybody knew that. that. I'm played pretty sure the movie's freaking, called Goodfellas. Played by Paul Sorvino. He plays Jimmy Gouveia. Um, the freaking, and he was quite the freaking portly freaking mafioso boss. Slurping on freaking spaghetti and eating freaking hot dog the whole freaking movie. And sad to say we lost him just recently last year. So God bless you, Paul Sorvino. You were my favorite. So. Yeah. Last week, news reports of Jack Nicholson's reclusivity started circulating after several sources close to him claimed, quote, his brain is gone, according to the Nation View. As per several reports, the 85-year-old actor has not left his home since 2021. Now Nicholson's friends worry the one flew over the cuckoo's nest actor will die alone. Quote, Jack doesn't go out anymore. He's physically fine, but his brain is gone, a source said. Nicholson's last public appearance was in October 2021. 
During the outing, Nicholson accompanied his son, Ray, to the Lakers game. According to sources, Ray and sister Lorraine are, quote, the only contact he has with the outside world. Some have speculated that Nicholson has been suffering from dementia. In 2013, the actor had to turn down multiple roles due to these, quote, memory issues. Quote, he no longer remembers his lines, an insider said around 2013. Coincidentally, Nicholson is currently living in a Manson purchased from friend and late actor Marlon Brando. Similarly, Brando's final days were marred by obscurity as he toiled away, obese and alone, far from the public's eye. So, cheese, Louise, down on my knees. Jack Nicholson going the way of the dodo. Soon enough, we will hear a terrible tale of him perhaps going into that dark closet, pulling his pants around his ankles, a rope around his neck, and making his way up to the cold, dark heaven. Or perhaps down below. I don't know, Doug Jordan. Now, perhaps we can circulate favorite Jack movies because he was a monster on screen. Every time you saw him swagger in, he carried himself with great bravado, don't you think, Doug Jordan? Yeah, I think, you know, Jack Nicholson's probably uh, one of the, the more memorable actors. And you agree that when in in all of his freaking uh, most classic films, he he has a freaking undeniable freaking uh, uh, bravado every single time he freaking swaggers in. You you see it, you go, oh, freaking here comes freaking Jack. Uh, very few freaking actors have that sort of freaking presence on the freaking silver screen, uh, who can do so much. Some people have the ability to freaking send a freaking message or tell a story with a freaking look or a freaking glance. And for freaking Jack, it was when every time he came freaking swaggering in, you would say, "Jesus, Louise, freaking here's freaking Jack, and something's freaking something's something is about to freaking happen." Yeah, good point. So if we can name a few of your freaking favorite freaking Nicholson uh, uh, moments. Well, you mentioned it in the article one 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 flew over the cuckoo's nest. Is a he's pretty good in that. Life imitating art, if you know what I freaking mean. Yeah. If I freaking recall correctly, and I believe this is a freaking spoiler, uh, at the end of the freaking film, One Flew Over the Cuckoo Nest, um, Jack Nicholson is freaking drooling on himself and completely freaking brain dead because he has been freaking lobotomized. Uh, and a Mr. Chief freaking Brondon, a uh, big freaking native fellow, is forced to freaking smother him with a pillow and run away. And he's as crazy as all of them in that movie, Doug Jordan. You just kind of gave away the whole ending of the movie. I did freaking say freaking spoiler alert. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you did. I remember now. I said, I said, this is a freaking spoiler. I said, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. This is a freaking spoiler. Uh, the big freaking Native American fellow, freaking uh, absolutely freaking squishes. Uh, he he squishes him with a uh, with a freaking pillow until he dies. Yeah. yeah. Last week, Jesse James Decker and Eric Decker shared a steamy photo shoot for their new kittenish basics collection, according to E! Online. The country music singer and NF star weren't shy about showing off their rock-hard bods. The two wore black underwear and socks from the new line available on kittenish and at all four kittenish retail stores. Quote, the best part of doing a photo shoot together is that we get to spend time together, having fun, being playful. It always feels natural. We've been together for so long that there is a natural chemistry, Jesse told the publication. In fact, the fashion mogul joked that the pair took it too far during the photo shoot, leading to several cheeky snaps that they, quote, would be mortified if they got out. 
The kittenish basics collection includes thongs, bodysuits, crop t-shirts, sweatshirts, sweatpants, socks, and more. It will be available for purchase online and at kittenish brick-and-mortar stores in Nashville, Dallas, Scottsville, and Tampa. So, geez louise, down on my knees, Jesse James Decker is back. And basically in time to release this great kittenish collection. Now... I am not sure about the relationship between Jesse James and Eric. I believe they are brothers. And it makes me a bit uncomfortable in a sexual way when I hear that they are being playful, having fun in a way that feels natural, but that they would be mortified if some of the cheeky snaps of them in their thongs and sweatpants, socks and more got out to the public because it would be too horny for everyone to look at what is going on with this story? Maybe break this thing down. Doug Jordan, resident expert. Well, I'm the resident expert of, I don't know if I'm the resident well, expert as, of this. As being the most freaking proudly devious um, uh, member of the freaking R Week panel, um, both in uh, your your freaking morals and freaking sexuality, um, perhaps you can freaking dig a little bit deeper and freaking uh, really freaking wet your beak in this freaking story. Yeah. Sink your teeth in. Um... There's a lot to freaking unpack here, Doug. I mean, these are freaking two brothers freaking wearing a freaking one is wearing a freaking thong and the other one has a freaking sock over his freaking dangly Johnson. Uh, they are freaking snapping photos that would be too freaking lewd that would be make them freaking mortified and that people wouldn't be able to freaking handle. Now let's sort of um, let's sort of see what we can let's see what we can freaking sink our teeth in right here. Well, I mean, you know, uh, are they brothers? Are they brothers? Jesse James Decker and Eric Decker, one could only assume that they're brothers or at least brothers-in-law. Hey, are you sure they're not like a married couple or? Huh? Well, I'm, you know, maybe they're, I mean, the country music singer and the NFL star were shy about showing off their rock-hard bods. So, yeah, maybe they're, uh, they're married. Hmm. Well, that's no fun. Wait, you're you're telling me that these freaking two who who in the in their freaking right mind would freaking marry two freaking brothers? Yeah, what what state? what freaking priest or freaking state or or what freaking church would ever freaking allow their, the, the, this freaking ceremony between freaking two brothers to take place? Uh, especially with assuming that the, the they would freaking soon after freaking uh, consummate this freaking marriage. Yeah, maybe right there on the altar, Doug Jordan, while everybody watched. What kind of people would go to a thing like that? To watch two brothers have sexual intercourse. I, I, people that are interested in incest, I, I guess. But again, I don't think that they're, I don't know if they, they are, they're two brothers. Huh. Well, that's no fun. Well, geez, Louise. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We got one quick freaking segment to get to you now. When he arrives, he is handsome and dressed to the nines. So you rush out to him to be by his side. You chat for a bit while you hold your weenie before he invites you into his Lamborghini. In awe, you ask how he has such a life. Did he inherit a great sum from a husband or wife? But he shrugs and looks at you like a fool and tells you it began when he went to school. 
For the greatest investment starts with the mind, and education is like giving sight to the blind. So if you want to invest in your knowledge, please listen now to our week's guide to college. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees, what we have here is an eight-category systems analysis and a round table panel discussion. And, geez, Louise, this goes through every freaking category, food, shelter, clothing, toilet, cars and motorcycles, sports, geography, and miscellaneous, which everyone knows is sex. Do we have any questions before we start? Uh, yeah, um, Doug, Doug, do you have, is this a, so this is inspired by your meeting with, uh, Joyce Wayland. A little bit. I'll admit a little bit. Yeah. So you were holding your weenie in his car? Well, yeah, but before I got in the car, Joyce Whalen didn't mention that I was holding a weenie. Wait, um, so you're right. You see the man and you hold your, you grab a hold of your ring and weenie and then run to him. Yeah. Are you and you're still holding your weenie when you're in his rigging car? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that clear that clarifies a little bit. A little bit. And this is about rigging going to college? Yeah, it's our guide to college and because because in your investment should the first thing you should invest in, investment in is your mind. Yeah, no, I heard I heard that part. So and then you can achieve similar great things like choice has achieved. Maybe one day get your own Lamborghini. So, geez, Louise, we're going to kind of do a lightning round on this one. The first one is food. I will start. At college, they have a great many food choices. The great thing about food at college is that there is a plethora of different people with different ethnic backgrounds and they might have different foods in their fridge from different countries and cuisines that you have not experienced if you can get yourself into their dorm into their fridge you may be able to taste them and experience the great joys of eating these worldly foods also they have a cafeteria and a buffet and a buffet for Uyghurs and Tweakers that don't know means all you can eat. So it's Allen's. So that's food. Number two, Seltzer, Sandy the Sandman Vargas. Um I guess the freaking I guess the 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 best part about freaking college will be the freaking dorms. Uh Dorms, uh, basically, this is where freaking co-eds, uh, freaking men and freaking women, uh, boys and girls who are be- on their way to becoming freaking men or women are freaking forced to freaking live together for the first freaking time. And it is absolute freaking sexual chaos. Uh, people are freaking making love with each other. People are freaking walking around playing with their freaking weenies, uh, just like freaking, just like freaking, just like freaking Taylor um, when he was sitting in freaking Joyce Whelan's freaking car, um, fiddling with your, people are freaking fiddling with their freaking weenies um women are freaking playing with their freaking bosoms and uh and people are freaking experimenting freaking sexually uh, this could be freaking um, um boy girl freaking girl on girl freaking three girls together uh 
freaking hilarious little freaking dweeby kid freaking spying on him. Uh, there could be freaking boy on boy. There could be freaking boy on girl on boy on girl, um, which is freaking absolutely freaking hilarious. And there could be freaking boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, freaking school freaking mascot freaking walks in. Somehow the freaking goat got involved. Uh, and this is just some of the freaking uh, highlights of freaking uh, college. And, uh, and that's freaking shelter. Yeah. Number three, Doug Jordan, why don't you do clothing? Um, yeah, you know, for the first, you know, in college, you know, you have, you can, you can show a lot of who you are by how you dress. Um, so maybe that's like a funny t-shirt that has some sort of a funny expression on it. Like, um, something that says like, I rolled out of bed for this and it's like, it's a picture of a tired guy or something. And, you know, you're in class and you, your head's down or, you know, maybe it's uh, wearing you wear sweatpants all the time and everybody, everybody you wear the same pair of sweatpants uh, every day and there's stains all over them. And, and everybody can see what you're freaking packing underneath, freaking swaying to and fro. And you're, yeah, freaking sitting, you're sitting in class, freaking drooling, freaking falling asleep, dozing off. And you're freaking playing with your freaking package. Got a hole in your freaking sweatpant pocket. Stick it right into your freaking hand. You go ahead and play with it. No underwear underneath. You're in a freaking four-hour-long freaking lecture, and you're thinking about the freaking co-eds back at the dorm. You freaking go, oh, thank goodness, I got this freaking hole in my freaking pocket. Take care of business right there in freaking class. Everybody knows what the stains are from. It's a good freaking answer, Doug. Absolutely freaking hilarious. You're on a roll. Why don't you go with number four, toilet? Okay. Um, toilet, you know, you're going to be sharing the uh, bathroom if you live in the dorms. Um, on, so, you know, you're going to be sharing a bathroom yeah. well, with a lot of people. And that, that opens the door to a lot more freaking experimentation uh, because these freaking bathrooms are shared by freaking co-eds. Uh, we're talking freaking boys and girls becoming freaking men and freaking women. And the toilet offers a great place to freaking experiment freaking sexually. Uh, and there is the obvious um, uh, uh, rite of freaking passage, uh, the freaking glory hole, which is a absolutely freaking hilarious freaking utensil that freaking college kids get to know very freaking well throughout their freaking time yeah. in the freaking dorms. This is where someone mischievously cuts a hole waist high in one of the stall doors. And on the other end of that stall door is someone's devious mouth placed. And it could be anyone could be your best friend, your roommate could be your friend's girlfriend could be one of the professors. Maybe it could be two professors. Maybe it could be two professors and a janitor. You don't know. It could be the freaking dweeby kid from around the hall freaking spreading his freaking cheeks as a joke. And that is toilet number five, cars and motorcycles. I'm going to go ahead with this one. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, most college kids walk everywhere. But if you do have a car, if you do have a motorcycle, you're going to be getting laid a lot more. Especially with a car, because that offers you an opportunity to have sex in a place that's not in the toilet and not in your dorm in front of your dweeby roommate. But if it's a motorcycle, you might be able to work around it, especially if you're nice, young, and fit. Where the one person sits in front, the person in back unzips their fly, the person in front maybe has sweatpants with a hole in them, obviously ex facto, things slip together very nicely, they drive around 
none the wiser. Everyone is. So five is cars and motorcycles. Six is sports. Sandy, the same man, Vargas. Uh, yeah, this obviously comes as no surprise that there are freaking college sports. There's freaking basketball. There's freaking football. There is uh, freaking tennis. Uh, there is freaking rugby. Um, and, and some people even freaking find freaking, uh, uh, drinking and freaking partying is a freaking sport. Yeah. Uh, there are freaking drinking games like, uh, freaking, um, uh, beer, uh, beer ping pong and, uh, freaking quarters. But the real, the real freaking sport of freaking college is freaking experimenting freaking sexually, uh, finding a way to turn it into a freaking game, trying to freaking score. That's why they call it. Oh, did you, you imagine you freaking come back to your freaking, your freaking dweeby roommate and you go, Oh my God, did you freaking score? And he says, no, not again. And you're, and you're freaking, you and your freaking buddies are freaking taking bets on whether or not this guy's going to freaking lose his freaking virginity, uh, by freaking prom. Yeah. And that's freaking sports. And number well, seven, I was gonna just, you know, what about fr- ultimate Frisbee? I feel like that's a pretty big sport in college playing Frisbee on the, in the quad. Yeah. But unlike sex, Doug Jordan, there's no way to win. Yeah. Well, you win when you catch it. Number seven, geography. And if you go to college, there are going to be a lot of different courses, and some of those courses are going to be geography. And you will be able to take geography one, most likely. And if you do well enough, you won't have to take it again. But if you don't do so well, you might have to take it again. And honestly, the great thing about college is you could just keep taking these courses until you pass. Yeah, you can go right from freaking geography one to freaking uh, if you if you freaking don't freaking pass freaking geography one. The, yep, you guess you're gonna be freaking sitting in geography freaking two. And and if you're really freaking unlucky, you might freaking be sitting there for geography freaking three, four, and five as well. And you're gonna and but by that point, you better freaking know your freaking stuff because uh, your freaking professor uh, who is a freaking very handsome freaking man in a freaking tweed jacket. Uh, who might be freaking playing around with some of the freaking students uh, is um, I forgot what I was freaking saying. Well, geez, Louise down to my knees. The point is he might make you pick up a study hall to make sure you get home and study. Now, number eight, Doug Jordan, finally miscellaneous, which everyone knows is sex. I feel like we've been talking about sex pretty much in every category, food, shelter, clothing, toilet, cars and motorcycles, sports, and even geography, it came up about the tweed jacket and the teacher diddling with the students. Well, you don't call so, it freaking diddling, Doug, because they're freaking they're freaking equals at this point because right, everybody's yeah. freaking eighteen. It's consensual. It's consensual. Yeah. Okay. Frowned upon, highly freaking frowned upon, but also quite freaking attractive. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I guess college is having sex. Nice. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We had a great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and f- for you. Stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week. I see you rolling up over black Cadillac. High heel boots and a sexy body full of tats. Baby's bad, oh baby's hella bad. After her, there ain't no coming back. Wanna take a run at that? I think she's feeling me. Turn it up a few degrees. My imagination of her body gets the best of me. Oh gosh, she's such a tease. Bitten lips, bruised knees. I'm addicted to her. Need her touching me. Cause she got This has been a production of Our Week Studios. W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester. Tchau.